Hello and welcome to another instalment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today I'm joined with Flo, Demetrio and Simon to talk about empathy and how you can be an empathetic leader. As normal, we'll start off with a round of introductions. Demetrio, do you want to go first? Sure. Hi, my name is Demetrio. I am engineering manager at Klarna. I'm dedicated my career to inspiring, managing, and lead different cross-functional teams across different industries like uh, hospitality, web tree, remote working, and uh, analytics financials as well. Uh, through my career, I developed a different part of products and uh, helped it to grow different teams on my career path. Uh, outside of professional scope, I love traveling and uh, very deep to psychology and uh, business. Thanks. Amazing. Lovely. And then over to yourself, Flo. Thank you very much, Gemma. Um, hi, I'm Flo, um, engineering director at Klana, taking care of the wonderful engineers in the in-store and retail relationships domain. I joined Klana around about two years ago. Uh, in the 10 years before that, uh, I founded Stokehard. Uh, if that rings a bell, that's great. If not, head over to the Play or the App Store, download Stokehard. Um, there, I went basically through a, a multitude of roles as it is basically as a startup founder. I became an Android expert and did some back-end uh, DevOpsing, and then it ran about, uh, let's say, 100 people. Uh, it was also the, the CTO role actually had some tasks for me. Uh, and then we joined forces with Klana, uh, and I've been there since then. Um, I have a lovely wife. This will bring me some family karma points. Um, two kids. Uh, since four weeks, we have a new dog. So if you hear barking in the background, that is a poor appreciation and acknowledgement of what I'm saying. Uh, I'm a passionate pen and paper role player uh, and also game master. Uh, we might be able to connect it later on to the top of the podcast and yeah it's a pleasure to be here and chat with your people amazing lovely and then last but by no means least Saman. well thank you Jama. yeah so my name is Saman, and uh, i'm a director of uh, product and uh, project management at uh, teledyne clear and uh, my passions for life i have many passions but uh, uh, the ones that are maybe important for this meeting uh, and this podcast uh, are probably my interest for human evolution, uh, both culturally and also technologically. Uh, and uh, I hope we can talk a bit more about that today. Thank you. Amazing, perfect. Well, they, they were great introductions. So thank you, everybody. Hi, everyone. This is Chris Bennett here, a Knowledge Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data, product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Now to move forward, we will go on to the questions. So each of you has prepared or thought about something to speak about within this podcast. 
Um, what we will then do is you can introduce your question or your topic points and then we'll have around 10 to 15 minutes to discuss each point um, and go into as much detail as we possibly can to share some really good knowledge. Um, Flo, would you like to start off with, with your question? Happy to do so. So uh, I guess to kick things off, to get our brains orbiting uh, around that planet that is empathetic leadership, uh, my question is simple yet nasty. Um, so uh, what does empathetic leadership mean to you in three words? Who wants to take that curveball? Otherwise, I can try to kick things off and buy you a bit of time, uh, Dimitrio and someone. So uh, I had a bit of a thought. Uh, and to me, I think the first and they are all important. The first one is uh, understanding. So listening to what people say, being there when you're in the meeting. You know, this kind of you're doing Slack uh, and emails while talking to someone. This, well, people realize that uh, and you probably miss out a lot of the of the things that are said uh, that is on the audio track, but also on the kind of uh, guestic and, and other parts. So understanding. Uh, second one is trust. Uh, trust is well the foundation for any meaningful relationship, collaboration, team, company, whatever framing uh, you might want to put there. Uh, and then last but not least, and this was a tough one, uh, but as I decided to pick honesty, um, and that can also be the brutal kind of honesty. Uh, but given that you have a healthy trust level with the person that you are talking to, uh, being honest, being direct, being immediate, not taking indirect paths and no backstabbing people <laughs> or, or other things uh, eases communication a lot. Uh, and with that makes, well, personal as well as professional relationships a lot easier. Nice. So with that, uh, who wants to speak next? Dimitri or someone? Dimitri, go I ahead. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, nice question. I would like to start with feeling, uh, because for me, empathy is part of it, or feeling is part of empathy. When you understand the global situation around you and uh, you understand the things around uh, different peoples, it's definitely supporting you on this on decision making. The second, it's self-reflection. Without self-reflection, I don't see empathy is possible because only in this way you are empathy to yourself. You hear yourself, you feel yourself, and you can analyze your previous action and uh, build a better relationship. And the third, uh, last but not least, it's trust. Uh, you can build empathy and you can become empathy person in several days. But if you start with trust, you can grow empathy inside of yourself. You can uh, help people to feel comfortable and uh, safe with you. And it's a first step to build empathy relationship. Saman. Yeah, thanks. Very interesting. Uh, very interesting. Yeah, I think it's very much about uh, understanding or reciprocating what people, what kind of feelings people have, or the other have, that you're uh, being empathetic, empathetic uh, uh, towards. So uh, I think it's different parts, of course. It is very complicated, but I think understanding other people's feelings at the moment where you need to have 
empathy is very important at the same time as you, as you understand what drives them and uh, how they interact with their surrounding when in distress uh, in different situations. I think those elements are very important to be able to show the right kind of empathy and also the right amount of empathy. And with that comes, of course, trust. Trust uh, in your ability to understand others, not just trust in other people, but also in your own ability to understand the other. I think that is very important as well. Cool. Thank you. Um, thanks a lot. Uh, very nice roundhouse kick. Uh, now, as we are invited to this lovely podcast, I can just assume that we are all already experts in uh, empathetic leadership. Um, now, a follow-up question that came to mind on my side was kind of, well, how did we end up here? Or kind of what if somebody is out there and is like, Brock, I feel like the sparks just don't fly. Um, do you have any strategies, any 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 wisdoms you, you can share on how to enter and maybe become an expert uh, in the scope that is empathetic leadership? Well, <laughs> it's really a nice question. Uh, do you think there is a strategy to be sold? Is it like a strategy to build a successful team, build a very fast delivery team? I don't think that it's a strategy. It's a mindset that you build inside of you. And uh, it's a part of your culture, part of your soft skills, part of your background. Uh, for me, empathy, it's more about looking into yourself and uh, understand what I'm doing wrong, where I can improve myself, what I can do to support others. It's exactly uh, pointing us out to the most important question that uh, everyone should uh, ask uh, themselves. Am I good leader? Yeah, it's open question. Well, Saman, you can feel free <laughs> to respond. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, first of all, again, another very good question. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, I think, uh, you know, empathetic leadership, you know, how to get there to to, uh, to lead with empathy. I think it's, it's again, uh, quite complicated, but I think there are some uh, elements that are very important. One of them being understanding that uh, leading is not about honesty in itself. It's about creating trust because every member of the team have some dishonesty built in because that's how they survive. That's survival strategy. Uh, and the same goes with the leader yourself. Uh, but how do you use that, understand the boundaries, which is the morality and also the moral compass that everyone has? How do you understand the boundaries between different uh, uh, members in the team and uh, create trust with what you have? I think that is very important to create empathy empathy from there. Uh, yeah, that's, that's my view, at least. Mm -hmm. Very valid point. And I think, uh, well, as with everything, that there also there's no silver bullet to basically go from zero to empathetic leader, leadership hero. Uh, on the one hand, and the other part is that uh, it probably highly also depends on the organization that you're working with. 
So uh, there's this baseline of culture of how do people interact in a certain in a certain way in that company, and then you have also kind of within teams. And I think that gets really interesting. Uh, you have people with uh, different seniority, with different roles, with different I don't know cultural backgrounds, uh, and uh, well, again, I guess the, the golden recipe does not exist on how to. Now we get together and we do trust today. Uh, well, some teams might be really into, I don't know, silly games that they do afterwards, either virtual or in person. Ah, location might be another thing. You might have a team that is distributed all over the world, or you might have a team that is just in one location. And that, again, eases certain things, more or less. Uh, but it's, let's get back to you know, silly things, definitely. Uh, the other part is maybe they they, they, they come from a, a different company where openness and honesty was not appreciated. And they are used to, this is your ticket to implement it uh, or, or stuff like that. So uh, I think it's... <laughs> I laughed in the background. Okay, uh, for sure that was the dog. No, just kidding. So, um, so um I think, uh, but but again, kind of this is already being along the way a bit. You you, you need also to to arrive uh, and to build probably the, the antenna for. Oh dear, I think this group is not the right one for silly games. Uh, or while wow, this icebreaker is too intimate. I mean, you can also s s scale along those those ranges. Like, uh, I mean, uh, there's there's one I love it, which is basically eight silly cat pictures, and then it's the hey, which cat. Which cat are you today? Uh, where I've seen basically people sharing the the deepest uh, things from the deepest abyss of their of their feelings and then their personality, and then there's others where where it was like, yeah, I'm feeling good, number six. Uh, so probably one needs to, well, trial and error, experimentation. I don't like experimentation in the context of people. I like that in product on the product side much more, but you can do some careful experimentation in terms of what is the things that wipes with my team, with myself, uh, and that makes that work. Uh, and again, I guess I think this is also like a pattern I saw in the discussions of uh, in, in what uh, Dimitrio and someone said in building the trust, which is in the end the link between people. I like that. Um, we do on our stand up each one. I actually took it from one of these podcasts where we um ask everybody how they're feeling in the morning to kind of be like if it's not a i can't give a hundred percent today because i'm not feeling a hundred percent you know people were aware and then they're not, they're not gonna ask you twenty five thousand questions because they they're gonna be a bit more aware of it um but i think i might take that on a what hat are you feeling today because it's, it has ended up with everyone just going i'm good i'm good yeah, I'm feeling good. So the the object's there, but like people tend not to act on it. Where I think if you have an image, I I think I'm going to steal that. Thank you. For that. And, and Gemma, to interrupt <laughs> here, uh, and again, this might be more of a cultural thing where you also need to get accustomed to it. Um, if you ask a person from the US, and if you ask a Swedish person or a German person for how are you feeling, also the response might wildly differ. So this <laughs> may be another another part of that getting the vibe of your team of your peers that you're working with. <laughs> definitely i'm a why person you ask me how how are you today and i'm like i'm good why <laughs> why why do you need to know that <laughs> <laughs> but no, that, that's really good um just to keep with your yourself um 
Flo, how do you how do you balance that kind of empathy with feedback when you're having conversations with people on your team? How do you go about the kind of conversations? Uh, well, the, the good thing is that kind of I am taking care of a lot of teams, so I can jump a lot. That makes me like the the nice uncle that is visiting. <laughs> that you, you can use kind of that, that, that is interesting because uh, that sets like the relation or the atmosphere in a way that people usually uh, don't share. Well, they, they share a lot, but kind of it sets the framing a bit up as a uh, if there's something bothering me, if there's something that was really cool, kind of the, the things that you again, if your uncle visits every few weeks, this is what you would tell him, right? Um, so this is what what happened in the past. Uh, this is a problem, and then you can go into the mode of well, sometimes it's just active listening. Somebody once said to me, but this was more in a technological setting, but I think it might also uh, work in this people context. Is uh, I just spent like two hours sitting next to one of our DevOps heroes, I think at Stokart, was basically like, uh, well, I was sitting next to people while they solve problems. Basically, yeah, now we have this problem over here. And then, oh, I'm not sure what's wrong. And, you know, classic rubber ducking, suddenly, poof, 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 uh, problem solved. And I was like, yeah, great job. <laughs> I will continue. And people were like, wait, 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 Flo. Uh, the part that there is this atmosphere of, I could have just told you a lot about that system and I'm quite sure that you have a rough idea of, of what it meant. That helped a lot uh, in order to, well, reflect on oneself. Well, I mean, we know, especially in podcasts, you know, that when you say something, suddenly your, your brain kicks in and it's like, wait, we could follow up in that direction. And I think the same applies uh, for... Um, talking with people about the problems that might, they might be facing, uh, about the growth trajectories that they want to take, and how basically I, how uh, the rest of the crew can support them in getting there. So um, one pattern that all of that has in common is talking to each other. So um, especially in our digital world, kind of where you don't have the water cooler talk anymore, <laughs> um, Sometimes you need to be conscious about talking to people, scheduling the one-on-one. -on -one. And I'm also kind of, I don't know what to say that I'm the, the, the prime player here. I sometimes forget setting up the next one-on-one -on -one or not, not having the repeat uh, checkbox ticked. And suddenly you're like, boy, I, I did not talk to X for quite a bit. Uh, and then you realize, ah, oh, okay, conscious, let's focus on that. But if you set up this space to talk to a person one-on-one -on -one or talk to a team, like, pop into the team review, into the daily, into whatever framing you can have and create the opportunity to talk. Uh, this is the baseline for all of the things that we said so far, I think. What do you think, Dimitri? Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, I enjoyed the part about the watercolor talks and one-on-ones. I think it's a big painful, painful points for us uh, as a leader in general, because to balance our preparation to one-on-ones, not only scheduling, but also be prepared and uh, ensure that you're ready to provide value to the person on the other side of the Zoom call. Uh, it's uh, important. Uh, I can tell honestly, sometimes I'm not so prepared and uh, I'm sad, but uh, it's a good learning point how to use empathy and uh, feel the person that and shows that you understand the pain points you didn't prepare in the full, but uh, you're ready to discuss any open questions 
and anything that uh, jumps to the other person's head and you would like to support. And it's exactly why you set up at this one-on-one uh, and this is why you came here. Very good point. I also very much like uh, that you used uh, preparedness because I think this is the other part. Like uh, just being in a room for 30 minutes and talking to someone is one thing, but, uh, and I always need to explain that I'm, I'm not looking at the camera right now to take some notes, uh, <laughs> take those notes. W what was bothering them kind of, because uh, I don't know, maybe you, you skip a week, you're sick and suddenly two weeks later you meet again and you're like, what were we talking about? And suddenly you're, we're back to some basic small talk, which is also nice, uh, and good and healthy for a relationship. How's the dog? How's, uh, your new sports going etc but the other part is keeping track i sometimes feel a little bit like uh, one of our salespeople, like keeping keeping track in the crm kind of system but i think also being prepared and uh reflecting on the session and, and, and taking notes and creating like a consistency uh in the uh quality maybe of the discussion that you're having with people uh is something that is really important so really like that one yeah yeah exactly and also like big point when you're on the one one you're making some notes you in active discussion and then like some urgent on call alert and like you totally need to jump into it and you try to manage both track at the same time and you totally ruin both things and then you need to apologize drop the call and uh, do the things that it's like super urgent and it's like uh i'm really sad about this <laughs> fully agree and i guess uh, i mean uh, someone i guess we started with a very good example which is this endless inferno of back-to-back -back meetings right uh i really love this feature of leave some space in between those meetings automatically by default so uh, some nudge unit was very was very active here but uh this allows to have that space to not basically poof tumble into a room and be like ah oh, hi but kind of being able to to get that that that, that, that mind into the right framing right i agree yeah i agree and uh, also about the um the uh, communication part that you both mentioned uh, uh, I, I do agree with both of you I think leadership is very much about com communication and empathy is a part of that I think it goes both ways to just you know to focus on every individual that you have in the team uh, look at what they project what feelings they project and let them have time to see what you project that creates a lot of trust and uh, creates a lot of uh, room for uh, growth of empathy. So I think that is very important to have those uh, one-on-ones, as you uh, mentioned, uh, to begin with the uh, flow and that you continue with uh, Dimitrio. So I, I think uh, those parts are very important. And for that reason, I think it's good to have uh, teams that are not very big that uh, report to you. Uh, I think uh, it's good to have smaller teams uh, in uh, in some part of the world, uh, Sweden being one of them, there is not an, a great understanding of uh, team size. Some teams are very big uh, and uh, you can never as a leader have the focus and time for every individual to understand them and build that trust and empathy with them. I think that is very important for efficiency uh, and the long-term well-being of uh, Team members. Now, uh, someone, 
in your introduction, I think you mentioned that you were into evolution uh, and how, well, society, humanity, etc., uh, came to where it is today. Do you see a connection uh, of like team size and how 10,000 years ago our our tribal groups were sized? Or is that a random thing that my brain just connected? Would be very interesting if, if, if that connection is also <laughs> on your side there. <laughs> I don't know what your opinion is. Yeah, you, you, you were, uh, yes, you were very quick on uh, picking uh, that up, actually. It, it's really interesting because I have had anthropology as a uh, one of my hobbies since I was a teenager. And it is very interesting to know that uh, every time people go to, uh, uh, I mean, when you look at the sand people in uh, in Africa, in South Africa, perhaps more correctly, uh, when they go to hunting, uh, when you have a football team, a rugby team, they all have a certain size. Uh, there are not many often, or a platoon, uh, there are often less than 10 people around there. Uh, that seems to be the the a very good recipe for success for human beings, because then you can have personal connection to the to the rest of the team. When it gets bigger than that, the efficiency goes down a little, a little bit and the trust. So uh, it seems to be, I, I don't have any evidence, but there are a lot of suggestions that the team size is based on how we human beings have evolved. I think that's such an interesting point. I've never even never even considered that. It's really interesting. Um, just to kind of stay on this focus point and a little bit, I guess, on on evolution, a little bit tiny, kind of see where I'm going. Hopefully, you're going to follow the string. Um, Flo, you've put a really good question on our document about the role of empathy within leadership over the next decade. And I think with AI, with ChatGPT, with there being so many ways now to avoid actually speaking to a normal person and speaking to a robot, how do you think this is going to affect your role as a leader or your role as somebody who has empathy? Oh, really good question. So again, with the rise of AI, uh, well, this, this is horrible to say, with the rise of generative AI, this we have seen probably in the last year or in the last two years, uh, one thing I... I am seeing a lot is people anthropomorphizing this AI. Like it starts with, oh, it understands what I'm saying. And it goes further with, uh, oh, we have no product manager on the team. Hey, you're having the role of a product manager, GPT. Now do your job. Uh, this is not how it works. <laughs> so um, uh, I think the in the end, it's a wonderful and powerful statistical model that can predict words and that uh, that it's very good so that's great uh so uh but then if one understands that and i think this is where one can start to lever that power that it has is it's a tool and it's a powerful tool at that so uh it can read a lot of stuff much faster than me it can probably summarize a lot of things much faster than me it can come up with a wonderful draft for a lot of questions for a podcast faster than me it probably can't polish them up in a way that they are nice uh, but uh, kind of leveraging ai also for this interpersonal parts that is i'm not sure if i if i want to envision the 1984 version where every each one of my slack messages is data mined and sentiment anal analyzed and my my boss will get a you might talk to Flo on tuesday morning he was not in a very good mood uh, i think there should still be place for being a human out there 
But then at the same time, um, thinking of this uh, first responder, first help, I think at one point in time, uh, AI will arrive at the point where it can simulate empathy at a level that it will be tough to distinguish it from that of a real human. Um, I'm hesitant to say that this will some things obsolete or what the impact on society might be. Uh, but I can imagine that that has some, some, some benefits. In the end, if I could have a personal flaw that checks in with me every morning and it's like, hey, flaw, how are you? And I'm like, Mrah, Mrah. Uh, and, and then the, the virtual flaw could say, come on, grab your coffee, tell me to have a look at your to-dos uh, and see how to kick things off. Uh, and remember, uh, Frederick, and, and Frederick is always my example name, so excuses and apologies to all the Fredericks out there. Uh, but And then the virtual flow says, hey, and by the way, you need, you need to message Flatter Frederick. He was asking for something like since a week. Uh, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, it, I have trouble imagining a world where I am managed by a model. But I don't want to rule out that this exists. But this is this general problem of predicting disruptions to systems before disruption. Oh, wow, this was overloaded in my brain. Dimitrio, uh, what yeah. do you think? Have you ever tried to generate kind of slides or images by some chat GPT or other AI? Never. All, no. all my slides and all my text is 100% for myself. <clears throat> <laughs> you have tried it out and you will be very, very surprised that it can do nothing, that a real person can do. So I'm totally agree with Flo, some like assistant for the leadership, it's like super nice. And I think it will provide even more empathy to the person in terms that you will follow up on more things. It could read up all the threads or the Slack emails, whatever, where you will mention and you promise something. And it will remind you, hey, you promised to do this like one week ago. Are you sure that you did it? And then it could increase trust because you will more uh, finish what you promised. And uh, it will support uh, you to be a better leader. Someone. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, very interesting uh, about the AGI and that uh, kind of evolution of, uh, you know, just computa computational evolution. Um, I think it will start off as a good, powerful tool. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not that sure that it will stay that way because obviously we don't understand what consciousness is. And the nature of consciousness is not that clear how, how much we need to get there uh, by uh, synthetic means. Uh, that is not, uh, for me, clear at this point. There must be other people that are a lot wiser than me that know more. But uh, as much as I have looked at it, it is very unclear. So uh, for the time being, I think it is, as you mentioned it, uh, uh, a very powerful tool that will enhance humanity uh, and also create some problems, of course as always, uh, when we have done big steps uh, and small steps for that matter. But uh, the future of AGI is for me unclear. It could very well be that AGI will replace us. I mean, we are very limited to ourselves because we are from a scarce environment uh, with 4 billion odd years of evolution, uh, you know, trying to survive. So we have a very specific mode of operation. AGI doesn't have that mode of operation. It is something else. And uh, if we 
continue to see it in the eyes of our own evolution, I think we will not understand what it's what it could become. Um, and I leave it there because I don't know more than that. Very nice. Someone, where you in Stockholm, right? That is correct. Yes. Nice. We we, we should share like a, a beverage of your choice at one point in time. I I see some very oh, good discussions. Love to. Yes. <laughs> um, one thing, and I I just did a bit of typing in the background. Apologies for that. Uh, I just checked LinkedIn if we actually shared that with the world. Um, a certain company with a lot of pink colors in their logo. Uh, currently, uh, at, at Klarna, we are running a uh, an experiment or a prototype, uh, where you take the probably you all know this very annoying engagement surveys that are basically dozens dozens of questions on multiple pages where you need to have little essays and little uh, like at scale responses um and the experiment is to replace that basically uh with a let's call it a, a chatbot persona that instead basically of uh, you having to go through this well, it's not annoying. It's a very fun survey, but through the wonderful survey, <laughs> um, um, allowing you to basically have a chat uh, with that chat bot. And again, it does not feel like this is the same as talking to someone from, I don't know, people advisory, but it's like this, this uh, nice little persona that guides you through the questions, uh, has some follow-up questions like, oh, could you get into more detail? Do you have an example for that? How would you rate this and that? And uh, then suddenly this 30 minutes of everybody loves forms and surveys becomes a hey actually that was a that was a nice chat it was surprising um i'm excited on how the uh the results like the summarization the the extraction of the actual sentiment how that will turn out and how that will look like but uh it felt like a very interesting experiment so probably kind of uh, in some follow-up podcast in the future we might be able to share some insights about that definitely that sounds sounds super amazing and i'm sure that we could stay on this topic all day and it could be its own podcast um but because i'm aware of time demetrio would you like to introduce us to one of your questions of course i'm happy to do so uh and i wrote question can empathy be learned or is it an inherent trait because uh, as we back to the previous topic i don't think ai could learn it but we as a person could inherit it uh, for my personal opinion, I think uh, everything in this life could be learned on this or other one. Of course, some people could be more empathetic from birth, from uh, their original. Some cultures are more empathetic in general. Some are more cold and uh, less um, focusing on the human emotions and more focusing on other uh, things around. So I would like to ask uh, great questions and uh, like following up on it is it some empathy training programs is it some behavior therapy that you can participate uh, learn empathy or you just making self-reflection to grow it inside of you Flo, i would like to hear your opinion Oof, uh interesting one so well, to start off with, for quite a large part of my life, I considered myself to be an introvert. Uh, I think at one point in time, I uh, I pushed and I created that persona of me being an extrovert. And today, probably you have a blended version of myself. So, uh, and well, being an introvert, extrovert uh, has some correlation to empathy, to put it like that. 
So um, in the end, can it be learned? I don't think there's a 101 and 102 course and afterwards you are the empathetic mastermind. Um, in the end, I think exposure, exposure, exposure. So talk to people and try to talk. I mean, uh, there are there's a lot of wise advice that you can get from the interwebs, from some large language models and other things. Uh, but in the end, it it's a bit similar to sports. Um, it comes with training, right? I mean, it starts like in your daily life. You you come home, you ask your partner, hey, what was your day? At the same time, you take out your phone and you read LinkedIn. And uh, once the sound stops and in between you're like, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then you realize, bleep, what was that just? So, so uh, you can practice this at home, but also at work. Listen actively, let people speak. Again, sometimes it's just being a rubber duck sitting there, then have that one question in you, that, that, that you follow up with. And, and suddenly people, A, will realize, wow, that he actually listened to what I said. Uh, and over time, and if you, if you, if you hone that, 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 uh, that skill, people might even go into, wow, you understood what I meant even, not just what I said, but what I meant and what I tried to say. So, uh, in the end, I think again, no, no, no course book, no online training, but do it full stop. What do you think, Simon? Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. I think it, it is as everything else with human beings and other uh, uh, higher level animals, mammals. It is uh, both uh, uh, nurture and also nature. So. Um, uh, I think some people do have ten a tendency to be more empathetic than others, but it is also uh, social ex exposure. Uh, I mean, look at the taxi driver in London. I mean, they have measured their uh, navigational part of their brain. It gets bigger after a while. It, they they really get bigger, uh, and uh, they get better at navigating. So, uh, uh, so I think you can learn. To, to be more empathetic, of course, because it is a brain function that it, that we know exists. Uh, you, 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 one part of your brain starts to uh, emulate the other person's feelings that they project, uh, and that it does it to understand the other person. So, so in reality, you, your brain does the same thing as you observe from the other person uh, to understand the other person. That's empathy in its uh, raw form. Uh, and uh, yeah, to get there, you have to train, but some people probably start off with uh, more of it than others. Just to add on to that, I think looking at myself and thinking about that question, I think I'm not a very sympathetic person, but I think I have quite a lot of empathy. And I think there is a little bit of a difference there. And I think my empathy is more inherited in terms of from like listening to more people hearing about more people's situations and going through situations yourself I think I've learned to get better at that but yeah I'm not the person you want you come to if you want someone to feel sorry for you um I'm just not very good at that <laughs> yeah and it makes sense uh, also, we, we touched uh, several points uh, regarding understanding what other people means, what other people uh, do and listen to them. But empathy also includes a very important part. It's uh, understand emotions that people feel at this time. And uh, maybe it's more inherited trait that you can't uh, touch very, very um, inside and uh, grow with. But uh, 
something around understand the people listen people and uh, maybe take yourself on the person part it's uh, definitely that you can do by yourself and uh, grow at soft skills Simon? yeah i would agree with that um yes about the sympathy part that's also interesting you know are people that are empathetic also sympathetic but obviously not in Gemma's case but uh, in general uh, i don't know <laughs> that's that's interesting i don't have any answer no I, i don't i don't i don't know why it is i just yeah i don't don't know um but anyway kind of moving forward i also liked something you wrote down demetrio about um as a leader that we are very prone to becoming very stressed out and from working a little bit more than the the average person um so how do you guys utilize empathy for self-care good one um i guess well self-reflection uh demetrio brought it up uh earlier um also involves the part of <laughs> how is your current sanity level <laughs> so are you feeling uh well being empathetic takes energy i think that that's one part of the equation and if after a one-on-one or after you had seven one-on-ones back to back uh you realize maybe that <sighs> that was tough in the last call again kind of uh and this might also kind of again going into this muscle and sports metaphor uh once you you have a you, uh, once you 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 upped your empathy game it, it's not as exhausting <laughs> as it is the other way but there are certain boundaries uh and realizing that and then again self-reflection self-reflecting on hey how was the just was i the person that i wanted to be in that session did i act as i as i uh well, not planned, but was I that persona that I want to be uh, in the end? Um, and if that does not hold and that did not work, um, that might be a very good signal to take a breather and, and take a time out. Similar also kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, I can't put myself, that is it, it's actually interesting. I, I'm not empathetic with non-empathetic people. Uh, but I, I can just imagine uh, not being influenced or not understanding like the other person's feeling, how they, 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 what are, what moves them, whether they want to go, um, probably makes uh, the I don't know eight o'clock in the evening. It's time to check out from work time. Much easier, right? Uh, I see someone raising the hand. Uh, sorry, I just I got really interested in one thing that you mentioned here. I'm not on. Uh, I'm not uh, empathetic to unempathetic people. That's very interesting. Is that uh, is that really true? Because uh, you probably are empathetic to those as well, but you make a you you make an active choice of not being, not showing empathy, right? True. That that that's actually not a nice reflection. A good way of putting it. Yeah. Good point. Agree. All right. Okay. Now just I want to be on the same page. All right. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. No worries. Um, and then again, uh, imagining again uh, that after work done, you close your MacBook, you, I don't know, take a walk, uh, commute home. Probably your mind does not continue evolving around, oh, darn, Frederick, he's really have sorry, Ferex, uh, he's really having a tough time. How, how, what can we do to help or to support him? Uh, and for me, one thing I kind of realized that it also again takes energy. Hmm. Everything takes energy. How annoying. Uh, it takes energy to, to free your mind, to get it off. Kind of. For me, uh, I started doing uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu like three years ago. 
Uh, and this is kind of, it was, it's rumored to have this mind wiping capability of you go in with 100 stars and their thoughts um, going around your head, orbiting your head. And then uh, probably true for many other sports, uh, but then you're exhausted. Your body is also empty. Uh, and that is a good normalizer, a good grounding, a good, well, get, get the battery equalized and be able to recharge afterwards. Um, and I would wonder, and maybe kind of if we have some some people that don't identify with empathetic in the audience, reach out, would be interested if this is different, um, if this is not a mindset or line of thought that you're following. Definitely. Uh, really interesting. Really interesting points, Flo. Um, as I'm sure you've covered so many good things this podcast. Really pleasure to have you here. Um, as we only have four minutes left, Demetrio, do you have any other questions you'd like to raise to the group? No, I, I just like uh, to add the one thing, uh, one sentence regarding uh, what Flo mentioned. Really good about the self-reflection, but also self-compassion. It's pretty important because while it's being leader, it could be a big challenges like mistakes, missteps, some misjudgments. It's a part of our journey. So I think that uh, self-compassion and uh, forgive yourself some mistakes and learn from them is equally important. Definitely, definitely, really, really good point there. And uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, Flo, and uh, just before I come over to anyone's final thoughts and questions, is if you have seven, um, seven like one to ones back, back and forth. Um, I'm sure everybody has been in a situation where they've had loads of meetings. Um, so you, anyone can answer this. But can you be as empathetic on that last meeting as you can on the first one? Do you struggle with that, or is it something that you've learned to? learn to get around uh, not at all so kind of uh, if you find seven ones back to back in your calendar you change up that schedule probably take the middle one and put in going for a walk or change of scenery or i don't know uh, have a coffee somewhere with someone or something like that um because th there are boundaries to, to what you can do that's the one part and the other part well, if it would happen to be, and I have no other chance uh, than doing it, I would still say it highly depends on the people that I would talk to. So that there are, I don't know, you, you know that classic colleague, you've worked with them for 10 years now, uh, and it's like you and your best buddy from school time meeting up. Uh, this in number seven would totally work out. And then there's the other part of Frederick joined. Um, <laughs> Two weeks ago, we are in this early phase of building trust where uh, a lot of attention needs uh, needs to be in the room. You want to be attentive and listen to what they say, etc., etc. Uh, this might be a tough number seven then. So uh, if anybody finds himself in the situation, my recommendation would be put yourself out of that situation and reschedule. Definitely. De definitely good advice. Uh, Simon, Dimitrio, any other thoughts on that? No? No, for me, it was a great wrap-up. <laughs> Amazing. Lovely. Lovely. Well... That is that has brought us to the end the end of that podcast. Um, I'm sure that everyone here can definitely say that it's been a really insightful podcast. I really enjoyed listening and asking you guys different questions. And um, does anybody else have any anything they want to wrap up before we finish? No, no. Just uh, I just want to and it takes the time we have left to thank uh, you, Gemma, uh, Flo, and Dimitri as well for a, a very nice one hour of. Uh, important topics and very interesting uh, insights into uh, empathy as a topic 
I can just copy that. Uh, thanks to everybody here and I guess uh, to everybody out there. If empathy leadership or empathy at all was not yet on top of mind for you, maybe it is something to try out uh, and see where it takes you. Uh, thanks a lot, everyone. It was an amazing discussion. And uh, I can wish everyone that hearing us take your path and uh, learn how to be empathic leader. Perfect. Lovely. Well, thank you for those closing remarks. Thank you for everyone for listening. If you do have any questions or you want any further advice topic on this issue, um, please reach out and we can get you in touch with Simone, Flo and Dimitrio to kind of have any further questions. I'm sure that all three would be really interested to hear your thoughts and hear and answer any questions. So thank you to everyone for tuning in and thank you guys for taking part.